Welcome to MedTech Africa, the podcast where we showcase digital health and health technology innovations from across the African continent. I'm yours truly, Sam OT, and welcome to the show. Today, you'll be hearing about a digital health innovation known as M-Tomadi. It is being implemented in the African island nation of Madagascar. We'll be chatting with three of the co-founders, Elza Rajamison, Samuel Noss, and Julius Emmerich. Their vision through M-Tomadi is to create a platform that enables anyone, anywhere, regardless of socioeconomic status, to access essential health services free from financial risk. I'm sure you're going to learn a lot from this amazing conversation. Conversation. So thank you for joining in. Once again, welcome to MedTech Africa. Hello and welcome to MedTech Africa. It's a special episode today. I have three guests on the show and I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves, beginning with Elsa. Elsa, how about you tell us about yourself? Yes. So hello, everyone. Hello, Samuel. I'm Elsa. I I grew up in Madagascar and then moved to France and Germany to work at the Embassy of Madagascar as economic advisor. So my work as a public official was to promote and build um, Malagasy German cooperation among the private and public sector. And that is all how I met Julius and Samuel. And we turned our mutual interest to improve access to healthcare into the company M2MAD. Amazing stuff. And just to not confuse the audience, there is another Samuel (laughs) in this conversation other than myself. So one of the guests is also a Samuel. So Samuel number two, I guess. (laughs) Over to you, sir. Yes, we have two Dr. Sam's here. Great to meet you and thank you um, for having us here. Uh, So I'm uh, Samuel. Um, I'm one of the co-founders of Mtomadi. I'm a medical doctor by training, trained as a neurologist and neuroscientist at at the Charité. And um, then over with a background in digital health and coming from health research, I, I moved into global health and now co-lead the global digital health lab with my colleague Julius here at the Charité and also at the University of Heidelberg. Um, and from, from this angle, so with, from coming from digital health and then moving into global health research, came to, um, to co-founding Antomadi uh, together with Elsa and, and Julius. Great stuff. So I'm Dr. Sam O and you are Dr. Sam K. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so over to you, Julius. Thank you. Um, hello, everyone. And hi, Sam. I'm uh, Julius. I'm a medical doctor and uh, I've been working in uh, and around uh, health care and improving health uh, care in uh, Madagascar for uh, around 15 years now. Um, I co-founded an NGO that's around 12 years back that's um, active in Madagascar. And that's also how... Um, my colleague Samuel and I were introduced to uh, one uh, big problem um, in accessing healthcare, and that's um, people have to pay for it. And I think there's one story that really um, kicked off this whole um, endeavor and the company that now became Mtomadi. And that was when we were um, in a rural village in the south of Madagascar, and uh, a woman had a severe bleeding after giving birth to her child. Um, there was an ambulance, which is already uh, kind, kind of unusual in this very remote setting. And the young woman was loaded onto the ambulance, uh, but then her father stepped into the way of the car 
refusing her to be taken to hospital because he was afraid of the costs. Wow. And um, sto it's, it's stories like this that uh, over the time we, 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 we saw again and again and um, patients who were um, basically uh, turned down um, because they couldn't pay out of pocket um, at the uh, hospital gate or patients who were treated and then had to take out a loan to pay for uh, care and who were basically kept at the facility uh, for days um, on end until someone from their family would be able to travel there and bring the cash. And around in, in 2016-17, we saw um, mobile money picking up in Madagascar and even very remote villages being covered with mobile networks and families starting to send money, mobile money, to facilities to pay for health care of their relatives. And that was the moment when we thought hey, can we take these two things together? So this problem of access to healthcare and then this massive um, kind of uptake of mobile money. And that was the, the kickoff for, for Mtomati. So basically tackling the problem of people who cannot access healthcare and are either pushed into poverty because they have to pay for it out of pocket or they forego even essential care. Tackling this problem with technology, a health financing platform, that allows people to access healthcare, good quality healthcare, at an affordable cost. And that was basically how we started Mtomadi. Amazing and, and totally relatable. I mean, personally, I, I have a, a similar story of how I got into public health, working in a rural constraint, uh, in, in a rural area with limited resources, having patients die unnecessarily. And, and that's how I, I got into public health. So I can totally relate with the story of, of that lady and, and, and her father and the fear of out-of-pocket expenditure, and and it's a big it's a big big problem. I sit on a commission for Universal Health at Chatham House in the UK, and that's our mission to to ins inspire policymakers to look at how they can make healthcare more affordable and accessible uh, for everyone, such that no one has to suffer financial ruin uh, as a result of being unwell. Uh, but uh, enough about me. <laughs> So, so let's let's break it down, right? What exactly is Mtomadi? Yeah, Mtomadi is um, a health financing platform that leverages uh, mobile money and integrates several ways of healthcare financing. So, ranging from health insurance um, to a mobile health wallet, where people can uh, save, pay, and receive funds for care, to restricted cash transfer schemes for health. We've seen. A big uptake of this during uh, the 2021-2022 famine in the south of Madagascar. And then there was a time when uh, also the government was handing out uh, cash subsidies for uh, patients suffering from uh, COVID. And to access Mtomadi, um, basically beneficiaries need um, just a simple phone or even a SIM card. So um, we're very low tech. It's enough if people take the SIM card to a health facility, plug it into a phone to access their account or access the benefits there. And um, in terms of technology and, and accounting for the very remote setting that we operate in, the platform, the technology also works offline. So basically the health facilities who can file those claims and request reimbursements, um, they do this over a, a simple smartphone or a tablet. Um, and if they're out of network, um, then it's enough if uh, once a month they need to resupply their drugs and 
travel to the district capital or so to take the device along. And when they are in a network area, the device just pushes the claim to the platform and they get their reimbursement. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it's basically a one-stop shop that integrates different platforms for making healthcare payments, whether it's through, through a, a mobile wallet uh, or whether through his insurance claims. So all of that is integrated into your, is it an app? Is it USSD? How, how exactly? What is the kind of technology behind it and, and how does it work? Yeah, totally, Samuel. Thank you. Um, so um, the 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 simple term is uh, you you can have a SIM card or phone, and you can access health financing. So you can either save for yourself, you can have your family s- uh, send you money specifically for healthcare, um, or you can be part of health coverage. So this can be either an insurance or, depending on the region, a program by the government. So simply. If you're part of this program, you can go to a healthcare provider um, and you can pay with your phone or have the treatments paid for you um, by, um, by a program just by providing your identity on the phone or, in the, uh, or, or over the SIM card. Um, and we work a lot with community health workers uh, to do exactly this. So to go to beneficiaries, register them, explain um, what we do, and also explain the, the programs that are available in the area. So that, that is differs. And, um, and then uh, explain them the benefits that they have and the, uh, the potential contribution that they have to put on the phone, if it's a savings wallet or the, for the premium, if it's an insurance, um, or just how to access the vouchers on the phone. So for the beneficiaries, if they want to interact, it's a simple USSD that can be used on any feature phone, or they can use it by just plugging in the SIM card into a phone that's available at the healthcare provider. And then when they go to the healthcare provider, the healthcare provider can use a web-based application um, that runs on any smart device, being a tablet or a phone, and as Judy said, also runs offline and can transmit data either over the internet or also over the, the GSM network, so uh, in, when, when the internet is shaky. And they can authenticate the, the patient, can check the eligibility, and then file a re- reimbursement ga- claim over the platform. And because this is all managed digitally and also the, the administrator of the program being at a, a health insurance or a government-run program or for the wallet, they can check this in real time. And this brings down the reimbursement from several months, what they usually have when they work with insurances, to only a few hours or days. And this really is a, is a big advantage for the healthcare provider. So it really connects all the stakeholders that are required to, to pay for healthcare and to receive healthcare um, on one platform. All of these components, they existed before, right? And they also exist in several other forms. So luckily, we are not the ones who had to invent using mobile money for healthcare, but by providing this one platform that can integrate different mechanisms and really being a multi-payer platform for healthcare, we can make it very affordable um, for different um, for different patient groups and also in very remote areas where the usual um, digital solutions for healthcare financing would not work. 
Got it. No, that's that's very clear. But let's clarify, because I'm thinking about myself and allow me to be selfish. And I'm asking myself, personally, would I use Mtomadi? And, and this is not me passing any kind of judgment, but I'm saying, well, if I want to pay for healthcare, uh, of course, my, I have my insurance card. I'll you know give it to the healthcare provider when I get there. If there's anything that I need to pay out of pocket, uh, I'll swipe my card or use uh, M-Pesa in Kenya, mobile money. Uh, or if I'm a member of the National Health Insurance Fund, there's also a card. I, I can use that. So perhaps Mtomadi is not for me. So Elsa, maybe you can tell us who exactly is Mtomadi intended for? Who are the intended beneficiaries and what benefits can they expect? Yes. So our customers of um, health insurances, um, community-based health insurances, uh, international donors that run health financial protection programs, as well as governments in the framework of advancing uh, universal health coverage program. And uh, what of the benefits that they get is by using M2MAD, they reduce their running costs and inefficiencies. And um, especially we make sure that they reach their targeted groups and the distance and how remote this uh, target group or communities are, that doesn't matter. And what they got with us and what they didn't get with um, the paper-based program is that they got data to improve their monitoring and transparency. Or maybe I can give you an example to make it more clear. Um, so now today we are digitizing a government free voucher program for pregnant women and children under five, in, um, including remote areas in Madagascar. And uh, this program is funded by World Bank, by the way, and uh, we digitize it in collaboration with the Ministry of Health. So this program is now running um, in a pel- in pilot districts with uh, M2MAD and some of in some districts without M2MAD. So we can really see the difference for digital collection and exchange of vouchers and data makes project planning easier. And we can see directly uh, which healthcare providers need more drugs, which villages need more sensitization because the use of the voucher is low. So you can see um, the advantages are very, are very clear. And I can give you as well the example of a community-based health mutual we are working with in the northern, northern part of Madagascar. And they now can expand in the eastern and in the southern part of the countries. And you can imagine how big Madagascar is. And um, before digitization with M2Match, they hadn't even considered the ge- geographic expansion as feasible. No, I totally get it. Now, I, I mean, I can see it clearly now, you know, having this one-stop shop that different payers, let me put it that way, can all plug into, whether it's a, a government payer, whether it's a development partner, whether it's an insurance company, having this one-stop shop that is all seamlessly integrated, that is digitized. And so in real time, you can see who needs what, who is using what, uh, and, and it helps with accountability, it helps with transparency, and, and it helps with skills. So this is absolutely, uh, absolutely amazing. And so, so what have been some of the impact? What kind of impacts have you had uh, so far? Because this sounds like such an amazing innovation. So I'm sure you're, you've already achieved some milestones. Well, Sam, maybe let me let me take that uh, question. And also the, the impact um, is, is mainly what we, the target we focus and where we want to have impact is the low, low resource communities. So I think that is also one of the big differentiators 
when it comes to many other digital programs or digitizing health insurances, these are often very inaccessible for low-income communities and rural communities. So, in fact, what you said before, Sam, maybe it, it, it might not yet uh, be the, the solution for you having your credit card ready, um, but it is for the many uh, people who don't have health insurance at the moment, where health insurance is not accessible, um, and that is the communities where we want to have uh, the impact. Um, and just to give some numbers, um, so in Madagascar, and uh, our biggest market is, is at the moment Madagascar, it's around 360,000 people that have access um, over the platform. And we work with uh, uh, more than 250 healthcare providers in, in Madagascar um, and have um, a few hundred, hundred thousand treatments that have been delivered, adjudicated and paid for over the platform. But what, what does this mean? I mean, we all would talk about impact and we all give user numbers instead. So I think that is a that is a problem. And really to, to answer your question correctly, it's it's not that simple. And uh, I think to to really find out what, what is the impact Mtumadi has on the lives, on the health of, of people that cannot be just answered by user number, by treatment numbers, these are all proxies. And I think that is why we are so involved also in, in research um, to really find out what works and what does not work. And to answer your question, what is the impact? And we currently have a randomized controlled trial running in, in the capital region of Madagascar. To, to answer this question, it's um, it's 15,000 people that we ask um, what what was the impact of having or not having um, access um, to health coverage over the platform. Um, so the, I think my answer is unsatisfactory to to especially ourselves. So that is why we venture into and have these strong collaborations with research partners to give a conclusive answer and really show the impact of what digital tools for healthcare financing can have on the lives of, of communities. Absolutely. But of course, I mean, startups uh, like yours, and maybe you, you have gone beyond being a startup, but uh, if you're in the early stages of, 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 your, of your endeavor, obviously it, it might be too, too early to be talking about impact. So in that case, the reach uh, and the response that you've gotten would be at least acceptable proxy. So <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot at all, but, but great. I, 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 look, I'm, I'm really happy that you're thinking about research, thinking about impact evaluation, I belong to a network of impact evaluation researchers in Africa, and we're really trying to encourage more impact evaluations of, of development programs, of, of uh, interventions and health in interventions and health innovations and other social innovations across uh, across the continents. I'm really pleased to hear uh, that, that you're doing that. But I'm sure there have been challenges along the way, you know, this, I've spoken to a number of, of CEOs and entrepreneurs, uh, especially those who are trying to innovate in this, could you call it micro insurance, health financing space, and they really struggle, especially when they're focused, trying to focus on the bottom of the pyramid on low income populations. So what kind of challenges have you faced and, and how are you overcoming them? Yeah, I think um, one of the key uh, challenges is the uh, the areas we're operating in. They're very remote, they, which means it's difficult to get. And we talked about the one-stop shop earlier. So we always try to get insurances, mutual health insurances, um, interested in joining uh, us going to a new geography. And that's a bit challenging. So basically what, what we do here is we prepare the infrastructure at the same time that we invite an insurance to join. But usually it's us who have to do the first step. Also, 
the, the, the digital literacy or the phone ownership of the people in very rural areas is, is low. It's growing, but it's still low. Um, so a way around this is um, really taking away the need to own a phone. And we were really excited to see that that tweak actually works by encouraging the health facilities, the hospitals to just keep a simple feature phone and make it available to beneficiaries who come with a SIM card. And we've seen in some communities that these SIM cards that um, people can purchase and have the money to, uh, to purchase, um, they, 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 they hold them dearly. So um, we've seen uh, bracelets or necklaces where people attach their SIM card just to keep them safe um, and get them to the health facility, insert the SIM card into a phone, access their account, you know, receive the benefits, um, um, register and so on. But then I think what the uh, one of the of the larger challenges is, um, of course, um, moving into an existing system where cash is king and everything is negotiable. Um, now you come in with a system that increases accountability and, of course, transparency. So it's a little different um, depending on the stakeholder that um, you talk to whether this is a very interesting solution and a very impactful one or not. Um, but what we've seen is that if we onboard a facility and there's a significant flow of revenue coming over our platform, from one day to the other where the facility was still doing everything in cash compared to our solution, the revenue at, at the facility increases by around 30%. And that, of course, is very interesting, maybe not so much to the person who was handling the cash before, um, but to the person who's running the facility. Because at that moment, you have more money to hire more staff, uh, purchase your drugs, maybe maintain your equipment. So um, in a largely underfunded health system, which the health system in, in Madagascar is, we find that this possibility for facilities to hold together their funds and get reliable payments and payments in time, that's a strong motivator to get the health workers and the health facilities involved. And that's key. If, if they're not on board, uh, if they're not convinced that the solution works, it's very hard to, um, to, to reach beneficiaries and actually to implement successfully. Um, in a new area. No, that is absolutely amazing. And, and that's one thing I really love about this show, about having guests like you. There's always that one bit of, of unique insights <laughs> that, that I don't hear anywhere else. For example, when you talked about people holding onto SIM cards so dearly, you know, I think the traditional mindset would be, okay, how can we get feature phones or smartphones into the hands of as many people as, as possible? And that's great for a short-term project, but it obviously it's not sustainable, right? But SIM cards are generally uh, affordable and it's something you can provide it, you can keep it safe, you can carry it anywhere. doesn't need to be charged, uh, doesn't need electricity and all you need is that feature phone at the health facility and, the, and and you can pay for healthcare or access healthcare. So that's an amazing insight. I'm sure the audience will be wowed by that. But also on the issue of transparency, I think you've not only probably not only made friends, you've also made <laughs> some enemies <laughs> as well. But I mean, 
transparency is is very important in in resource constraints context that we operate you know we just can't afford that waste we can't afford those leakages right and so having something that adds that layer of transparency and accountability i think that is absolutely uh, amazing and and i think that's a great segue to to my next question and maybe i'll turn to you elza how have the stakeholders received uh, mtomadi let's start with the government of, of Madagascar, the Ministry of Health, for example, and then possibly move on to the insurance companies in, in Madagascar, uh, and then maybe the mobile companies, the telcos, uh, and even pr- the private providers. What kind of uh, responses have you seen so far? Yes, uh, so with the governments and the Health Mutual, we had for us to build trust. And for that, we had to implement pilot project to show that our solution works. And today we have built that trust and um, that is why we are able to scale and to think of long-term cooperation with them. So with the government, now we have um, we have projects running. And um, yes, um, it was a long um, journey to um, convince them about the solution, to make them understand uh, the benefits and um, how we can work together. Great. And, and how about the, the health insurance companies? Of the health insurance companies, um, they are they were all paper based, and they have heard, of course, that um, digitization have advantages, but they had no idea how, and they were very happy that we that we uh, contacted them and. Uh, provide them with a solution. And and you know how we work with them is that we always interact with them, we collect their feedback, and we integrated this uh, feedback into improving the solution. So it's a really uh, collaborative, it's, it's an, we are very collaborative and uh, really integrated the users in, in adapting the solution for them. So I think it's kind of a, like this way to collaborate. Amazing. I, I like that co-creation uh, spirit because at, at the end of the day, these are the people you need to buy into Mtomadi, right? You need the government, uh, you need your development partners, you need the uh, health insurance providers, and obviously the healthcare providers to all come on board so that they, they create value for themselves and obviously for for the patients in, in the communities where, where you work. So amazing stuff right there. And look, personally, I'm so excited about this innovation and I, I'm hoping that you have plans to scale out of Madagascar. So maybe I'll turn to you, uh, Julius. What are your plans for scale? Yeah, we are uh, already outside of uh, Madagascar. Uh, The country that we jumped to from Madagascar was Ghana. And uh, there we're working with the National Health Insurance Scheme of Ghana. So uh, it's another government uh, public partner where we see whether one particular feature of um, the solution that we have, which is a savings wallet, can help to increase the adherence to the National Health Insurance Scheme. We have uh, looked at the Uganda. We're working uh, with partners there, an NGO, and also 
research uh, institution on looking at how Mtomadi can help for a specific target group, and that's patients with chronic diseases. And um, then lately, we have become uh, very um, inclined to work together with a health coverage scheme that exists, but it's fully analog in the DRC. So um, that's very interesting for us to see how this solution from a very, very remote and rural context in Madagascar really picks up interest and, and, and gets people excited in very similar context. So that's very rural, remote, difficult to access, low digital literacy, rural communities in Sub-Saharan Africa. So maybe to add to that, and this is the, the Sam speaking again, I think um, what, what makes this strong and, and unique and scalable is this combination of, of low tech and, and high tech um, that we establish here for, for implementing this in, in low resource uh, communities and low resource settings. So we are as excited as, as many are in um, using artificial intelligence and using all these kind of forefront of technology. Um, but we believe that we have to make it accessible to everyone. And uh, we use it and combine it with these low-tech solutions, as you said, with just providing SIM cards and connecting people with a digital platform by just having the SIM card. And then in the background, connecting this with automated uh, claims adjudication that make the system scalable and, and manageable for even low-resource mutuals that don't maybe have so many claims manager um, to go through each claim. So we facilitate, use technology to facilitate the, um, the access on both sides. Um, yeah, and I think that is what, what makes this the scale and why there is so much interest in, in scaling this to other um, settings. Great stuff. I, I, I'm really rooting for you guys and I can't wait to see Mtomadi scaling across the continent and, and perhaps across the world, from Africa to the world. <laughs> but, but let me ask a, a devil's advocate question here. Maybe it should go to you, Elsa. Of course, every technology needs to sustain itself, needs to somehow pay for itself. So how are you guys going to make money from Mtomadi? Yes, yeah, so maybe I would like to highlight that as we target the most vulnerable communities. And so if you are, for example, in Madagascar, you don't have a health insurance and you can pay out of your pocket. And if you want to use Mtomadi, you will not pay for uh, using it. The organization who will pay for using Mtomadi or the, this payer for healthcare, meaning uh, international donors, government, or health insurances. Now we uh, we charge um, a user fee and uh, per per user per beneficiaries to these to these payers, and we have as well um, uh, services that we where we have expertise that we that we deliver. For example, um, uh, implementation on the ground uh, sensitization campaign, um, adaptation of uh, solution. And um, yeah, just as example, we have a, a wide catalog of services be beside the user fee. Got it. Yes. No, that is that is absolutely uh, important because at the end of the day, uh, the technology needs to sustain itself. So I'm glad that at least you have some kind of business model, uh, the pay where the payers pay for for your technology. Uh, and I think that's that's absolutely correct. If we are going to make this accessible, especially to those who can afford to pay, then those who can pay should pay for your technology on their behalf. Well, Samuel. 
Elsa, Julius, it's been amazing uh, having you on the show. Uh, and I, I sincerely wish you guys all the best. And, and if you're expanding to East Africa, to Kenya, please give me a shout. Yes, thank you, Samuel. Uh, it was a pleasure to share with you uh, about our work. And uh, yes, we can meet maybe on our way to Madagascar when our flight stops over in Kenya. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's episode enjoyable and insightful. If you have any thoughts on this episode or recommendations of African health tech innovators that you'd like me to host on the show, please reach out to me directly on LinkedIn, Twitter, or email by the links in this episode's show notes. Finally, don't forget to subscribe to MedTech Africa on your preferred podcast app. And if you have a moment, please leave us a great review because it really helps other people to find the show. Thanks again. I'm your host, Sam Oti, and I'll speak to you in our next episode.